Listen up, small business founders, senior managers, and rising stars. Bill Ringel here, host of My Quest for the Best, where ambitious small business leaders discover strategies and tactics to unlock your growth potential. On each episode, I bring you the inside stories from published and accomplished guests who want to share their knowledge and experiences so you can be more successful in leading your people, managing your business, and navigating towards more growth and more impact in a changing and challenging landscape. Let's dive in. Joining me today is Janet McKee. Janet is on a mission to teach and inspire business leaders proven and effective ways to embrace a better life, one that is richer, happier, healthier, and more fulfilling. After obtaining her MBA from University of Pittsburgh and climbing the corporate ladder in several Fortune 500 companies, she became passionate about helping others to achieve stress-free, successful lives. She's certified as a holistic health counselor from Columbia University. Janet lives in Pittsburgh, and she's here to talk about her book, Stressless Success. The Surprising Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. Welcome, Janet. Thank you, Bill. I'm so pleased to be here. It's great to have you. I'm so interested in your answer to the question I'm about to ask, which is when you were growing up, Janet, who's someone who influenced or inspired you? Oh, wow. That's such a great question, Bill. And we've all been influenced by probably many people in our lives, but I must say, My father has had a tremendous impact on me in my life. He was an immigrant. He arrived in this country from Italy when he was 16. Actually, he was treated really poorly as an immigrant. And I think what that did is that taught him a lot about being strong and standing firm. And he was a blue collar. He ran his own business, very simple, kind of a blue collar background, but he developed his own business and all with his own efforts and his own dedication, he retired a millionaire. That was something that was completely unheard of back in the old country where he came from a very poor farm town and everything. So he taught me a lot. He taught me about dedicating myself and focusing and never giving up. And I am forever grateful for having Joe as my father. And he's taught me so much. What a difference it would have made in your life for him to have not taken that chance and left his hometown in Italy and to have grown up there and raised a family versus coming here where there were all sorts of opportunities to really change his destiny. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting that you said that because there's a whole chapter in my book My new book is titled Stressless Success, and I have a whole chapter called A Truly Rich Life. And in there, Bill, I talk about how I got to go back to that quote unquote little poor farm town in Italy that I kept hearing about growing up. And actually, I didn't see poor at all. I saw people living a very rich life. They were living off the land, following the rhythms of mother nature, growing food naturally, helping each other in the community, not to mention the view from the top of the mountain where they lived was worth a million dollars. But it really expanded my view of what it means to live a successful life and what it truly means to live a rich life. Now, of course, being in this country, I do believe that we should go after every aspect of success that we believe. But it is your personal and your professional life. And I am a full supporter of setting goals and going after wonderful financial success while you're doing good work and adding to the value of humanity. And so anyway, it's just interesting that you mentioned that because I didn't see poor at all in the town where my father grew up. And Janet, it sounds like the point you're making 
is that you can choose to pursue happiness and deeply fulfilling activities and engagement with life and have material success. You don't have to be, you know, a monk or you don't have to make ultimate sacrifices and choose either or. You could choose this and that. Exactly. And that's the whole point of my book and our topic today, because everyone, most people believe that they must stress and struggle and give up, give up a lot in order to achieve success. And when you go in with that belief, then that's what you're going to experience. And you may achieve some levels of success. And we've seen many people achieve success with stress and struggle. But what I have found And 20 years of research of looking at the world's most accomplished people, that the opposite is actually the truth. And when we learn to view our challenges differently and break down these things that were causing us stress and view them differently, it opens us up to more possibilities and more opportunities and solutions to those very things that are causing us stress to arrive. So what's an example of something that you had a particular view of and somehow through some experience or through some teaching or some book, you suddenly viewed it differently and it opened up possibilities for you in particular? Well, I was raised that money is hard to come by and you have to work hard to earn money. And I understand that I was taught that, and I just told you, admire my father for everything that he taught me, but that is what they knew, and that's what they lived by, and I respect that. And he wanted the best for me, which is why he taught me that. But what I've learned is that if I go forward with that idea that I must work hard, it has to be hard, then it is. And what I found is It actually brings in more money when you lighten the load and it's not so hard. I think that a lot of people listening identify with the initial belief that you do have to work hard to earn money, that it does require effort. And I think part of that at its core is true. Yet I think what you're suggesting is that sometimes people continue to work hard even beyond the point where it's necessary. What was it that you found and what was the particular moment where you suddenly realized you might not have to work as hard as you believed in order to continue to build your business or achieve success? Yeah. So let me just mention, I'm not saying that you don't take action. There is a difference between being busy and productive and being stressed, right? So there is that difference. The key here is moving forward with positive anticipation and an expanded, elevated energy about you. So to answer your question, I was struggling with an aspect of my business and really trying to focus on the problem. Problem was we had expenses that were greater than revenue. (laughs) I mean, that is serious situation. Something that everyone can relate to in business. mm -hmm. So we kept focusing on the problem, my team, and we were rolling up our sleeves and really trying to figure out, figure out. And In the meantime, I was working with experts in success, achievement, positivity from around the world and learning these different concepts. And as I began to apply different concepts and play around with them, I was working one day, Bill, in just trying to release the stress and expand my energy and my thoughts and open myself up. And here I was being interviewed by a medical doctor on the radio. 
And I happened to mention this part of my business, sort of the side part of my business on the interview. And somebody called me from the interview and said, hey, I understand this aspect of your business. I'd like to learn more. Here, by shifting my beliefs and my energy and my thought process around it, this opportunity landed in my lap without effort. And that opportunity turned in to be one of the aspects of my business that not only turned the business around to make it profitable, but is bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with very little effort. That was my first lesson in, wait a minute, if I just learn to relax, focus on the solution instead of the problem and open myself up to, because it was an avenue of business I wasn't even considering. And what happens is when we relax and just accept our challenges as something that are there to teach us something, to show us something, we open ourselves up to allowing whatever your beliefs are, God, the universe, whatever, to supply us with the solution, to give us opportunities or possibilities that we never would have thought of, no matter how hard we would have focused on the problem. Does that make sense? So Janet, it's interesting. I think a lot of people, when they see evidence to the contrary of something they believe in, such in your case, you were talking on a radio interview and you were expressing how you were focused on the problem, not the solution. And all of a sudden, evidence came into your life where somebody said, I'd like to learn more about what you're doing and presented you with a solution to the problem because he was going to pay you to work with him and opened a door to not only one engagement to a revenue stream that you could probably help others with. What is it that made it difficult and at the same time allowed you to open up to that possibility? Because I think a lot of times people have these experiences and data comes in that contradicts it. But if you're close to it, if you have a closed mindset and say, well, that can't work and they don't go with it, they don't pursue it, they don't look at this avenue, they bypass this door to a whole other reality, this whole other opportunity path. Bill, what you just described is brilliant. And I can see you understand where I'm coming from. Well, tell me how you did it. And what was the particular way that you took your blinders off? That's what I so want to hear, Janet. Yes. What happened with me was, again, I was learning all of these different concepts about positive mindset and abundance and high performance and so forth. And each thing was helping me a little bit, but it wasn't quite getting me to where I wanted to be. It wasn't until I was actually working with a specific client, Bill, that the light bulb went off in my head. I was working with a CEO of a $250 million company that has offices all across the country. And she was having pain in her abdomen. So she was having this health challenge. She contacted me about coaching with her overall with her business and professional and personal life. And she said to me when she first hired me, Bill, she said, Janet, listen, I've done it all. I've taken every workshop, every conference. I've read all the books. I've done all the work. I know, but for some reason I heard about you and I want to work with you. And here's the situation. So she told me I'm under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. I'm running this company. I've got a family. I'm trying to do it all. And I'm very fearful because I'm getting this pain in my abdomen that's getting worse and worse. But I know, I've heard it all, that all I need to do is think positively, that the answer to everything is a positive mindset. And I've heard that I need to do these affirmations. 
So at night, Janet, what I'm doing is I'm laying in bed and I'm saying to myself, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. And that is the moment that the light bulb went off for me, Bill, because guess what? I realized that even though she was told that she needs to think positively, the very act of conjuring a positive thought was putting into her energy negativity. Because she was forcing a positive thought about her health, what was coming out was her fear about her health. She was actually emphasizing her fear in her attempt to think positively. And did that allow you to see that there was something similar going on in your life? Exactly. That's when I realized, wait a minute, this idea of positive mindset is not the answer. What are we truly feeling? What are we truly putting into our energy field? And I even began to look into work around quantum physics and everything that everything is energy. And the thoughts that we're conjuring in our head actually can be the opposite of the energy that we are giving off. You know, like anybody can have like a sixth sense about someone. And if you walk into a meeting concerned, angry, fearful, people are going to sense that about you. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. And a lot of times we're not even aware that we're carrying that energy that is incongruous with the words we're using. Yes. So everybody's trying to work. Everybody's in their head all the time. They do everything in their head and everything's mindset. Everything is the thoughts when that is not the answer. Yes. Often positive thoughts create an elevated, expanded energy, but often it does not, especially if it's a topic that you're specifically emotional about something really important to you. You are conjuring a positive thought because you feel so strongly that there's something negative going on, right? You let's say the business was right. My business was losing money. We were our our expenses were greater than our revenues. This was very serious. We were emotional about it, right? Like it was very important to us. So the more we try to think positively, like, oh, okay, this is gonna happen, this happen, we weren't getting anywhere. Because you still have that fear underneath it all. That's the fear. The positive thought is coming from a place of lack, right? We're like forcing it because we're coming from the fact that we do not have what we want. This is very important that everyone's understanding what I'm saying, because this is why a lot of people are not achieving their goals. This is the missing piece, Bill, that nobody has understood before until right now. And what I'm sharing is absolutely critical. It's very simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's very simple when you understand. So here's what we did. And this is what I learned. And this is what I did with my client. I've learned that if you are at a specific point of thinking, you're concerned about something and your energy is filled with lack or fear. Okay. You're at like a low rung of a ladder. If you try to leap to pure positivity, right? Oh, just think a positive thought. What happens if you try to leap from a low rung of a ladder to the top rung? You're going to fall off. (laughs) You're going to fall off and break your leg, right? That is exactly what happens and why positive thinking often does not work. So here is the trick to this. You need to climb the ladder one rung at a time, one rung at a time with a thought that you believe. See, 
my client, Monica, she did not believe that she was healthy. So when she was trying to tell herself, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, she was coming from fear because she was feeling pain. So she didn't believe it and it was making it worse. But if you just took one rung at a time and let me tell you what I did with her, I said, okay, Monica, let's think about it this way. You're a smart woman. You are having this discomfort because your body is showing you that something's out of balance. That isn't it brilliant that your body is letting you know something's wrong and you need to make a change. And you are a smart woman and you know that you are going to find solutions. You just need to figure out what those are. And you also know that your body can heal itself. Your body is brilliant and we just need to uncover what is going on so that we can help encourage your body to begin to make improvements and to begin to heal your body. What I'm hearing you say, Janet, is that you were feeding back to her things you observed that actually were true or believable within the belief system where she was that allowed her to climb out of that place of negativity. Is that right? Exactly. And when you get, no, I'm not saying we could climb all the way to the top of the ladder in one conversation, but as soon as you get to the point where you're starting to feel uncomfortable again, then you just leave that, leave the subject, leave that subject alone, stay where you are on the ladder because any rung that's higher from where you started is good. And then focus on something else. Focus on something else that automatically you're at the top rung with. Like somebody you love, look outside and see that, you know, the sky is blue and the sun is shining or if it's raining, that's beautiful. We need rain for the plants, whatever. Focus on something that brings you to that elevated, expanded place easily. Then go back to the subject that you're concerned about. Yeah, and you have a better perspective when you've taken your mind off of just focusing about the problem and saying, I don't want to be hurting. I don't want to be hurting. I don't want to be hurting. Yes, exactly. So in my book, I have a whole section called Get Out of Your Head and Get Into Your Energy. You want to focus on your energy. What does it feel like? What are you feeling about the subject? What are you feeling about this client? What are you feeling about this business challenge? And learn to work with it. And when you know, number one, that every challenge in life has taught you something, there's been good in it, right? So the challenge, you stop and say, okay, wait a minute, this is showing me something. This is teaching me something. What gift is in this challenge? And you get to a level of acceptance. Acceptance right there feels better than fear. But let me say something else, Bill, and this is another counterintuitive point that I want everybody to understand is that negative thoughts are actually a positive thing. Well, why is that? Like you're driving down the highway and you're heading to where you want. Okay. You've got goals and dreams for your business, for your life, and you're heading down the highway. It's your clear roadway to where you want to be. But let's say you start to daydream and you hit the rumble strips on the side of the road, right? You start to veer off. The rumble strips feel uncomfortable, right? It's like boom, 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 boom. Well, those rumble strips are a good thing because they're letting you know you're getting off your path and heading off the cliff, right? If it wasn't for the rumble strips, letting you know that you're getting off of the path to where you want to go, then you would head off. So negative thoughts that create negative feelings, right? These feelings that are uncomfortable 
are just the rumble strips on the side of the road to where you want to go. So they're good. So when you feel something like fear or anxiety or concern, you just want to stop and say, okay, wait a minute. That's a sign that I'm thinking a thought that's taking me off my path to the future that I want. So you're looking to find out what's the message behind it that's generating that negative emotion because you're saying that essentially negative feelings are course correction feedback saying somehow your actions aren't in line with what your desires are, what what your chosen destiny is. And you need to shift the wheel. You need to change the direction you're heading in. You need to take different action. You need to break the inertia of whatever has created this situation for you. Because if you don't pay attention, there may be even greater pain ahead. Exactly. I love the way you used my analogy and kept it in the metaphor. So here's another thought about negativity. If it wasn't for contrast in our lives, we wouldn't have the fuel to create our desire for better. I mean, think about it. Like when you have financial concerns, that fuels your desire to find solutions to create more revenue. If you didn't have like some challenges with some clients or some employees, you wouldn't have the fuel to find a better way to treat your employees or to find a better way to find better employees. So challenges in our lives not only teach us things to make us stronger, they fuel our desire for a better life. So the next time you have anything that concerns you, a challenge, a negative thought, a negative feeling, all of a sudden you're looking at this and saying, wait a minute, this is a good thing. Guess what that does? It shifts your thoughts. It shifts your energy. Now you're going forward even with more positive anticipation because of the negativity. So what you're encouraging us to do is to listen and pay attention to it and look for how it could be used as fuel so we don't resent the problems and we can find ways to transform the problems into solutions that benefit us, maybe not just in the moment, but also going forward. Exactly. When you resent the problem, you have resistance and resistant energy is very closed off. It's like putting walls around your thinking. When you let go of that resistance, solutions actually will arrive at your doorstep. It's almost crazy sometimes when we see what happens, like just solutions will just arrive. Like when this interview of this on this radio show that I did that the solution to my business financial problem came to me bill I did not even think of it it arrived at my doorstep at exactly the moment when I needed it that is stressless success and this is the secret to becoming the next stress-free millionaire it is by massaging and changing the very things that cause you stress that open you up to success. Well, what's interesting, Janet, is that it hasn't been a steady climb for you. It hasn't been something where your own experience was you moved from success to success to success. You actually had a downturn that created, now we can say, a lot of fuel for this and passion for this subject. Take us back to what that was like 
when you were at a point where you were looking for the answers and they just weren't available to you, they weren't visible to you because maybe you were pursuing things in a way that wasn't making them easily accessible. Bill, I appreciate you bringing that up because I totally forgot to even mention my story. I was a corporate executive in, in actually two Fortune 500 companies through my career as an MBA, corporate, high power, high pressure, all of that. Well, I hit rock bottom in every year of my life. And it started with my health, all the stress and pressure from my corporate position. I landed in the hospital. The doctors gave me no hope. I got out of the hospital, learned how to deal with that, heal my body naturally through trial and error. But after that, husband of 26 years walked out on me, left me not only heartbroken, but left me in a brink of financial disaster. I hit the wall in every area of my life. And it's kind of funny because I talk about being this high-powered corporate executive that literally through burnout, I crashed and burned, literally. But I rose from the ashes and searched the world for answers. As I said, some of them were helping me, but it wasn't until I discovered how to put it all together and what I began to introduce you and your listeners to today that that's when everything changed for me. So I've been there. I've been in the corporate world. I've also run my own businesses. I've crashed and burned. And now because of those challenges, I now look back. I'm thankful for my health challenge. I'm thankful for the challenges in my personal life and in my financial situation that my ex-husband put me through. If it wasn't for all of those very serious challenges, I would never have discovered what I know today. And this is why I am so passionate about helping other people because I want other people to benefit from what I've learned. Janet, are you ready for the Mike Quest for Best lightning round? Yes, of course. I can't wait. <laughs> so people who are high performers wake up and view the day differently than others I've found. When you wake up in the morning and have a workday ahead of you, what are just three things that you do to ensure the success or the likelihood of having a very successful, very productive day? What are three thoughts you think, three routines that you do? How do you set that up? Bill, you hit the question <laughs> perfectly because that is exactly what I teach people to do to start their day. The, the way they start their day is the most important thing that you could ever do. And it's so simple. The very first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, Bill, is I deliberately reach for a thought to create a successful day. So instead of letting those negative thoughts float into my head, I used to say things like, today's going to be a good day. I'm going to meet good people. I'm going to really have a fabulous meeting with this client. Now, what I say to myself is today is going to be the best day of my life, but it's not just in my head. I then get the feeling of what it feels like to have the best day of my life. And guess what today is the best day of my life. I'm sitting here talking to you on the podcast today, which is awesome. The second thing I do is I take a few moments to meditate or pray to allow me to get to a place of peace in my not only in my head, in my energy. Being at peace, by the way, is the highest level vibration of energy that you can be at no matter what happens to you. And then I start my day drinking fresh water and I breathe deeply. I get some oxygen going. I get hydration going. And then I move a little bit, do some stretching, some push-ups, because that gives me energy. Hydration, oxygen, blood circulation, and I'm ready to go. 
Janet, what's one of the funniest examples that you've noticed of how people seek success from a mindset that doesn't lead them in that direction? We all believe or have been told to believe that we must give up a lot. We must stress and struggle. And I was the same. I used to think, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to go out and kill it today, right? I'm going to kill myself to get the next client, to get the greater revenue, to get ahead. And I almost literally did kill myself. Soon oh, as well, that ahead. didn't happen. Yeah. So what's one of the most important habits, routines, or beliefs that you've stopped in the last year that's brought you the most pleasure or personal satisfaction? I focus on my energy. Instead of focusing on my mindset, because I understand that any thought is two sides of the coin, it's what I want and what I don't want all in one thought, is I focus on this energy field that's in me and around me. What kind of feeling am I giving off? What kind of energy? And it's actually kind of interesting because when I focus on my energy instead of my thoughts, it gets me out of my head. And no longer am I wrestling with these thoughts that are positive and negative on both sides of the coin, right? On of the coin. I'm just looking at my energy and I'm just feeling it. You know, Janet, that's something interesting. A lot of people are following the advice by a very famous writer who wrote the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Why is that counterintuitive to actually allowing yourself to pursue success with less stress? I actually write in my book that I never suggest that you feel the fear and do it anyway. And I'm not saying you never move forward, but feeling fear, gripping fear about something is very negative energy. So if you were to walk into a meeting with gripping fear about a, a negotiation or a presentation, how's that going to turn out for you versus before you walk into that room? Learn to climb the ladder. Learn to understand that a fear is just an imagined, perceived thought that is something you can shift. Get a little bit of practice speaking in front of a group or something, right? Gain a little bit of confidence, which helps increase your confidence. Like get to a better place around the very subject that you're fearful about before moving forward. And hopefully that's clear. Always you want to take action but you want to take action from a place of positive energy to get a positive result. And one of the other things I wanted to hear your perspective on from the book was when you say stop trying to gain a positive mindset or to think positively, what is it about the language of that that doesn't strike you as effective? When you're trying to think positive, it means that you're not. So what you're throwing into your energy is that you're negative. And whenever you give focus, whatever you're giving focus to gives, gets the energy. So when you're trying to think positive, like when I was trying to solve my problem of revenue versus expenses, I was trying, trying, trying. I was coming from a place of fear. So you don't want to try to think positive. You want to recognize that the negative thoughts are there, they're gifts, they're the rumble strips, it's okay. Janet, you have shared so many great ideas with us on my quest for the best today. I want to thank you so much for introducing us to the idea of stressless success and the ideas of the rumble strip and how even your language, down to using something like trying to 
stay positive is an indication that you're coming from a place of negativity or fear. Mm -hmm. For these and so many reasons, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on my quest for the best. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun, Bill. You're fabulous. And Janet, before we say goodbye, can you share where we can find out more about you and your work online? Yeah, actually, I created something special just for the listeners of my quest for the best podcast. So we created something just for you all here listening today. If you go to janetmckee.com forward slash quest, I'm going to be giving you special gifts. I have for you automatic download of a three-day banish burnout, stressless success shift ebook, and an opportunity, if you would like to, a complimentary personal strategy session you would schedule right with me directly. Your generosity comes through, and I want to thank you so much for offering that to all the listeners of My Quest for the Best. On your expert interview page, we're going to link to all of your social media, this page, as well as much more. So check that out. And Janet McKee, thank you once again for joining me on My Quest for the Best. Hi, this is Bill, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast interview on My Quest for the Best. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite app so you never miss an episode full of stories, tips, and insights for the ambitious small business leader. Now I have a quick request for you. Please go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and give us a rating and review. My team and I really appreciate the feedback, and we read every comment to find out what you enjoy and what you want as we develop new content, course materials, and a few surprises that we have in store for you. When you rate and review my quest for the best, you help other small business leaders find us, subscribe to the podcast, and join the community. You can get the Insider's e-newsletter for small business leaders by going to myquestforthebest.com. We have chosen a challenging path to make a living and make a difference in the world, and I believe it's important to share top-notch resources with each other, which is why you'll find new episodes from top thought leaders and small business experts on My Quest for the Best each week. Thanks for listening and being part of the community. See you on the next episode.